we are we are happy and really thrilled to have this guest. Me and Free been trying to we've been trying to connect with him on and off for for a minute now, just trying to connect with the schedules and stuff. But um, he was major, major player, major focus on our team last year. Really held it down in a very, you know, uh, crazy year, up and down year with the turmoil, a lot of things going on. But um, we're glad that he came on board and, and kind of righted the ship for us. Unfortunately, his senior season didn't finish. But, you right. know, he's on the bigger and better things. My man playing pro ball. He over here in Turkey with me, starting <laughs> off to a great start. And, yeah, yeah cool. man, Terrell Allen. What's up, brother? Hey, what it do, y'all? What it do, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, man? How things going? Man, things going pretty good, man. We over here, you know, over in Turkey, like you said. You know, we out here playing ball. Um, out here just trying to compete, man. Out here trying to just help, trying to help my team get wins. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Go ahead, Free. Let's start this, man. All right, T.A. We know you went to UCF. Um, after the next year, um. You decided to, you know, go in for your fifth year. Um, why did you pick Georgetown? Uh, I get that question a lot. I get that question a lot. You know, with Georgetown already having two guards there before, you know, me trying to come in there. But I think um, a big part of my decision was basically just being being closer to home, you know, having my family be able to come to all the games, my family, my friends, my cousins, best friends, being able to really be able to see me play in person. Uh, and then also uh, – like you said, the sports management program that, I, that I'm doing for my master's program, I'm still doing that right now. Um, so I got one semester left. I'm looking forward to getting my master's. And, um, and then Coach Pat. Coach Pat was a great coach. He's a great leader, somebody that I uh, looked up to. So I think uh, being able to pick Georgetown, it was, it was kind of an easy decision for me, being able to come home, play for Hall of Fame player and Coach Patrick Ewan. And then, uh, like you said, the sports management, sports industry management program at Georgetown was just something I couldn't, I couldn't let go by. Yeah, I feel that. So, I mean, yeah, you did. Damn, you about to get your master's and stuff. I'm just happy to graduate. Me and Free were just trying to get through that for years to keep it real. It wasn't nothing after school wise happening for me. So, I salute you on that. You know what I'm saying? I salute you on that. So, you decided to go to Georgia, and I understand you went through your, your four years. You went to Drexel first, and then you finished at UCF, right? And you did your thing at UCF. I went to two tournaments, right? Uh, We only went to one. We only oh, went to one. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So you decided to come back to Georgetown, and you. So playing wise, what's your mindset going into the season, going into the basketball season when you about to start the season? I, I, my mindset was basically, you know, me coming from UCF. We went to the tournament that the, that year, and um, I helped my team get there. But I played a, I played a role where I was a kind of an unsung hero, where I didn't get a lot of the credit, but I kind of did the small things that we needed to do in order for us to get to where we got to. So I kind of wanted to bring that same mentality to Georgetown. I know they had Mag, I know they had James, I know they had guys that already could score the ball and do all those things. But I just wanted right. to be kind of the unsung hero who could just come in, um, play like a pivotal pivotal role, but you know, I might not get all the credit for it, but I could still come in and help this team, try to lead this team to the NCAA tournament because I just had the experience I did last year at UCF. So I wanted kind of to bring that same mentality here to Georgetown when I got there. And coming into the season, man, I mean, just if you look at the roster that we had, with the talent that we had, it was, I was expecting to make a, at least, you know, at least a, a kind of like a sweet 16 run for me. That's what I was kind of expecting with the, the the pieces that was lined up and, you know, the way things were shaking up coming off the freshman year that uh, the James, Josh and Mac had, I thought it was like, 
you know, it was like a perfect situation for for us to step into, you know, what we believe Georgetown is, is a, is a very big program. So when all this shit hit the fan, yeah. when all this shit hit the fan and, uh, you know, everybody had to leave for whatever reasons, we ain't going to get into all that because that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But when everybody hit the fan and you were asked to step up, What's your mindset? What was you thinking at that time? How did you feel about that that position that you was in? Now, nah, so basically, like so basically like the day the next day, we came into practice and everything, and you know, it was a weird feeling in the gym and everything like that. So we just I just came in, Pat was sitting and Pat called me over and he basically told me that he told me I had the, the starting point guard job and he told me that this was the reason that he brought me here. And so basically my response was like, Man, let's go, let's rock, let's do this, man. I'm not I'm not really worried because I had like my freshman year. At Drexel, the starting the point guard I was supposed to start, he ended up getting hurt for the whole season. So I had to step in and start my freshman year. So I already I've been in that position before. And then even my sophomore year at UCF, the starting point guard ended up getting hurt. So I had to step in again and play that starting point guard role. So you know me, I'm just going in there like, man, this is regular for me. Let's let's go right. ahead and do this. I mean, it's my fifth year, like I ain't not nervous or nothing like that. I'm trying to hoop. I'm ready to. I'm trying to win. Let's do this. Like you feel me? That's the same thing I told Coach Pat. You feel me? And then we just we 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 rock from there. You feel me? We start we start balling. We start doing our thing. So you mean to tell me you stepping on the court back at the crib for the first time? You about to get that starting spot? You ain't had no jitters. You was ready off off rip. Nah, yeah, I was ready. Like I said, it's my <laughs> fifth year, bro. Like I've right, been right, this right. Way. You feel me? I didn't play in the biggest arenas. I didn't play with the crowd right. crazy. You know, so I'm, right. I'm my mindset is going there. Be focused, lock in, help these dudes win, show these guys how to be lead this lead this group how I know I can. And right. We're gonna from there. No, nah, that was that was evident from game one. You play OK State. Um you hit I remember you hit this wild ass hook shot. And I know, yeah. started noticing that, like, yo, he really does this. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. this part of his game, son. Like sure. <laughs> yeah. this man be hitting his hook shot. So um, how was the, how was, how did that season, you know, it was, that season was a lot of, it was a lot of ups and downs in that season. Just yeah. off the simple fact that, I mean, it was emotional, Doug. Like it was emotional. It was a lot of people that was, that counted us out. We won some big games. I mean, like we won a big game at Butler. Right. Um, you played the whole game. That was a great game. Like just what's the mindset? Because a lot of Hoya fans and people were getting very discouraged because yeah. of what happened. How were y'all able to cancel out all that noise and focus on what you know the season and the next game at hand? I think it just brought us all together. To be honest with you, yeah, I think it brought us all together. You know, we had great leaders. We had Jagan, who's been there for a long time. Like as yeah. y'all know, man, he, yeah. he was he was great for us, man. He he was he was there. He was the emotional leader for us. He like you said, he played all all the, a lot of minutes for us. He he basically did a lot of things for us that people don't even see. Yeah, Jagan, he really you know he really was like. He was intricate last year. I mean, that was a big year, you know what I'm saying? The way he stepped up and kind of kind of to handle the team and really made sure everybody was on task. I, I mean, he was it looked like he was playing 50 minutes a game, bro. That dude never came off the court, son. Like, that was crazy. So so for you going through the Big East, what was that experience like? You got to play in the Big East, you got to play against all the rivals and all that. What what was that like? Yeah, I think also with the decision I made like transferring from UCF to the, to, to Georgetown is it to play in, that, in the Big East, play versus the best talent in the world. You know, you want to play versus the best. You want to beat the best. So I think that was, I think me playing in the Big East, it was, it was a challenge every single night. 
it was no off nights. You know, we get to play the best teams, Marquette. You go to Marquette, then Providence, then, you know, a tough DePaul team would come at you. Then St. John's would try to press you all night. And then yeah. you got to go guard, Miles Power, see all, you know. So it was, it was crazy. But it, like you said, I want to play versus the best. You know, I want to compete versus the best. So, um, but that was that was a great experience, man. Like I said, the Big East was one of the best, best, best conferences that year that, that yeah. we had played in. So I, mean, I was I was just blessed to be in that position to be able to go out there and compete every single night. I agree, man. I think the Big East is one of the best conferences. Me and Free, when we was in the Big East, just the amount of guards that was in the Big East, like just the top tier level. Yeah. So every team had a crazy guard that you got to deal with every night. You know what I'm saying? But was was so was was really so alarming to me is none of us get drafted. But we the top guards in college. I don't understand that. Like how for for in our era, I don't understand how Scotty Reynolds don't get drafted, don't make a team. You know what I'm saying? We got Edgar Sosa, we got all these other guys that don't make a team. In your era, you got Miles Powell and Marcus Howard leading the country and scoring. They don't even get looked at in terms of a draft. They in camp, but they don't really get any type of like no love when they come to draft night. I don't get it. I don't know why the Big East is not being respected for guards, even though we are the Big teams East playing huge parts in uh on on different teams. It's just it's just hard to watch like guys like that do what they do in college and then like don't get rewarded for it. Why you think that is stuff ever, man? Why you think that is? Wow. I really don't know. Like you said, I was I had the, I had the opportunity to play with both of those guys, and like I said, they I think Miles gave us like like 35, 40 at our house, and then running around chasing Powell, uh, Marcus Howard all night was was a, was a hell of a task. So I mean, I don't, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, bro. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it, bro. I don't get it. I don't understand what what's the what's what's the missing link because everybody can hoop, and we prove it against every team. We prove it against. It's like we always got to be the underdog in the Big East. I don't get it. So when you was in the Big East, now, now when the Big East finishes, you were at your last game with St. That was a tournament. That was after the first game of the tournament, right? That was a tournament game. So what was that like? How did it How did it end for you? Like, I know y'all beat y'all uh, beat St. John's, right? Now we ended up losing to St. John's. We ended up uh-huh. losing. We ended up losing by like seven or eight, but like um, it was it was a hard fought game. I was out there playing St. John's throughout the year. We beat them the first two times, so you already know how it is trying to beat a team three times in a row. It's gonna, you feel me? It's gonna be it's gonna be real, real, real hard, especially for St. John's. They at home, they had their place, you know. But like you said, I got off to a fast start out there. Um, I ended up catching a cramp like second half, where basically I was after that cramp, I couldn't really get back in the groove or nothing like that. I couldn't really move how I wanted to move and everything, but we ended up losing that game. It was tough, you know, but I still I still appreciate all my teammates and the coaches for fighting the way they did right. for that game. And, you know, and then COVID hit, and then you feel me, it was all over after that. But nah, so, okay, so after the season, right? So was, was your 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 passion was to always play pro ball after this, after you finish? Yeah, definitely. I definitely always wanted to play pro basketball. I just wanted to continue what I already started. You know, I've been playing basketball. So I was like five, six, four, I stopped now, you know, especially I can make some money off of it. I'm going to try to continue to keep going and kind of continue to do what I love. So I think pro basketball was definitely my number one option coming out of college. 
Facts. And we on this joint. I got to shout out Damantha, even though I hate y'all. But I got to shout out Damantha because I'm on here with two stacks. Much respect to Damantha. You know what I'm saying? Always got respect it, dog. I got to respect it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it is what it is. I'm a cadet for life, so I got to throw that in there, too. You feel me? You know, but um, nah, nah, yeah, I think that was the best. I mean, yeah, you can play. Listen, man, I'm in my 10th year and it goes by fast. Free will tell you, you know, I'm yeah. in my 10th year and I can remember. Yeah. Before you can blink. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 years. I'm in this joint 10 years. I can remember my rookie year. My rookie year was in Turkey as well. My first year was in Turkey. What city was you in? I was in, I was in Edine. Edine is, um, they not even a, t- a club anymore. I don't think they a club. No, I think they just banned it and stuff. But as a club right. in first division, and uh, yeah, man. So tell me, so tell me how this is, how you feeling in your rookie year? How's this, how's the experience going? How are you? Uh, how are you adjusting to this? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically off the court, wise, you know, you got a nice, yeah, I got a nice little spot or whatever, you know. But especially with COVID being here, I can't really explore. Maybe how maybe we wanted to, you know, because. We got restrictions. We on lockdown right now. We can't even really go nowhere. So, right. But outside of that, I'm on, I'm on, I got a, I'm on a pretty good club where we get paid on the time. You know, we got a pretty good coach who allows me to play my game and lets me do what I'm what I what I like to do on the court. So I can't be mad at that part. But then I think when you look at on the court wise, coming from college to the pros, it's it's, it's way more physical. Yet you could you are already Man. I'm okay. Um, Y'all can both know know how that goes, you know. Me, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to talk to the refs out here, you know, trying to <laughs> let them help me no out calls. a little. But you know, you ain't getting no calls. After so, a while, you get used to it. You just be like, nah, you can go sure. with it. Like it's just you know, just regular life. After a while, you just be like, all right, well. Yeah. But I think I want to real. I think Turkey one of the most physical countries in in all of Europe, bro. Like I think Turkey, like especially second division basketball in turkey they pride themselves on being extra physical in second division like you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying when you scrimmage second division or when you play if you get a chance to play against second division or play in that league yo they are crazy physical for no reason just be running into you nah, nah really nah for sure i'm i could i can attest to it you know i'm out here playing right now in the second division and you know, it's, it's been a learning lesson for me every single game because, you know, some, you know, coming from college, I might get this foul, but out here I'm not getting it. So now yeah. I'm looking at the rest of my coach, and they're telling me, like, man, don't even worry about the rest. Just play. Don't even worry about it. Just play. So it's been a learning lesson for me every single game. You know, it's been it's been hard, but at the end of the day, I've been able to fight through it and continue to play and continue to, to do well. So I think, um, like I said, each game is a learning lesson for me, and I'm just, I'm just trying to keep pushing through. Nah, you've been you've been playing well though, man. You've been off to a great start. I've been seeing, I've been following you stat wise and, and your teams, and y'all been getting some wins, and you've been putting up some great numbers. So, you keep on the path you going. You you gonna be straight, bro. Like you gonna be straight. And it's yeah, I'm and, trying to get like you. Oh man, you you just run your race, man. Just run your race. You gonna be hiding me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be hiding me. Just run your race, man. And and, and that's the thing about it is like. Is sometimes we we sometimes especially being from where we're from, and seeing all the people that we see reach certain levels and stuff, you're like, dang, I can get to there, dang, I can get to there, but not knowing that right. people looking up to Terrell Allen trying to be like you, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. People right. looking up to Austin Freeman trying to be like Austin Freeman, and even though we not necessarily in the NBA or certain things like that, we are the trendsetter for the next generation. Right. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Wait, you go back in middle school, right? 
Huh? In middle school, I used to watch you and Free. I used to watch you and Free go at it in middle school. You know, I, I was used to be in the stands watching y'all go at it, and y'all was the two best in the in in in, in the conference. You know, then seeing y'all link up at Georgetown was crazy. Like, damn, they got right. the two best players from the WAC coming to Georgetown. Like, that's lit. Like, so I wanted to see Georgetown get more players from the DMV area and try to get them to come to Georgetown so they could do their thing and rock out. I feel that. Great I feel that. Why you think? Why you think guys not trying to come to Georgetown? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not too sure, but I think, I think recruiting harder in the area would be good. I think recruiting harder, getting out there, showing like that they're really interested and they really want these these guys from this area. Cause you know, you know, y'all know the DMV. It's, it's too much talent not to have at least two way guys from the DMV area out on Georgetown every year. Yeah, it's way too much, dog. Know that. It's way too much. It's way too. I much. know that. So I mean, and I think look it's at, hard to And if you look at these teams that win in titles. These teams that are making Final Fours, Villanova, the Dukes, and all that of the world, they all got PG County kids or DMV kids on their roster, dog. Like, all of them. All of them, sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it no, it's no reason why we shouldn't be recruiting our backyard more than we do right now, you know? I mean, and I'm not saying that we don't. We should just be landing more than we don't than we do right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. You know, so I think it's – I think I think with all – you know, times are changing and things are – I think people are gonna like the way Pat played. I think the biggest turnovers when me and Free got there, especially you watch you coming behind us, you watching us. People didn't like the way me and Free played up there. They're like, yo, if y'all don't let these dudes go, like let them get busy, dog. These dudes get buckets. Why they not going crazy up there? You know what I'm saying? So that was the immediate turnoff for the next generation, you know. But I think huh? Pat got them playing really well over there. But Pat, I think the style that I play, yeah. Perfect over there. Yeah, the way y'all play, y'all play up tempo. Yeah, use a lot of pick and rolls. You great in pick and rolls. That's one thing I really liked about your game. You was great in pick and rolls. Real crafty off the pick and roll. I think that's something that's suitable for for any kid, especially you know this is guard country where we from. Any kid that wants to come to play at a school and play up tempo is Georgetown is the place to be. I I really believe that. I'm not saying that because we, you know, what I'm saying I I'm I'm rooting for Georgetown, but I really do think that. Yeah. Any guard that's going in now, big time guard would thrive at Georgetown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, Pat gonna Pat gonna let you play. Pat gonna let you do basically kind of let you do whatever you want. As long as you going out there playing hard, you playing defense. Pat, I, it was plenty of times during the season where Pat was yelling at me to shoot the ball. Right. Like Pat used to yell at me, like shoot the ball. Like I'm like, all right, coach, I got you. I'm gonna shoot it. I'm gonna shoot it. Like yeah, he gonna yeah, he gonna make you shoot the ball. Let you play. Gonna let you play your games. So I think. Like you said, he run a lot of NBA offense too. He got he got an NBA system, so he's gonna do a lot of NBA plays, set up quick hitters and things like that, so guards can get off and also keep the big man included, just dumping the ball inside, letting them go to work too. So I think I think it's a, I think it's good for a lot of players to to go there and be able to do their thing. So have you been able to tune into any of the games so far this year? Nah, I actually haven't, but you know I I watch a lot of the highlights. From on YouTube after the like once the games are over the next day I get to watch them on the next morning I get to watch them on YouTube and everything like that so but I seen Javon I seen uh seen Jamarco both like basically leading the team this year which they had to do you know they, they got they got all the experience they've been through the wars and everything like that they know what coach coach Ewan expects so I expect them to continue to to lead the team and, and do their thing. Yeah, I saw um this man Jamarco Pickett had eighteen boards the other night. I don't know where that yeah. came from. Eighteen rebounds. Pat was happy about that. You yeah. know he was happy <laughs> off that. <laughs> Eighteen rebounds. God damn, that's a lot. 
You know what I'm saying? But no, nah, yeah, it's 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 I mean this year is um we lost a tough game. If we lost me and Free was talking about before we played West Virginia. What was that now like four or five days ago now? But the team is just completely different, dog. And we, you know, yeah. they're completely different. And it's gonna be, I think yeah. the season is gonna be really, really a test. If these vet if these seniors, Javon and and Jamarco can step up more on the defensive end to me. Because offensively, because the way we play, yeah. we're gonna score. We're gonna score because the way we play. We play so yeah. fast, it's up and down and all that. But if they can, if they can buy in defensively, we can surprise some people, man. We can surprise some people. I was intrigued with that bunch of game. Got a good yeah, I was yeah, I was intrigued. So what you think? What you think of the uh the coaching staff? Like I know Pat was past the head coach, and as we know. And I asked this question the other day on, on, on Twitter, what makes a good head coach? And I think what makes a good head coach in college basketball is assistant coaches. Because a lot of times you ain't really going to deal with the head coach all the time on a day-to-day basis. The head coach, gotta, he got to do so much stuff. He running around. He got to talk to this person. He going to recruit and he doing this and that and stuff. A lot of times who you dealing with on a day-to-day basis is your assistant coaches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So – what was your relationship? Was that was was it a good relationship with these assistants? Do you think that that I mean, what, is there any type of change you think we need to make, or if not, or you just like the way it was up at Georgia? Nah, for sure. Uh, Akbar, Akbar, Coach Akbar was the one that recruited me out there. Uh, he was the first one to call me basically when I got my uh, transcript, my transfer from UCF. And um, like I said, he, he 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 did a good job of just getting me there. Like taking me under his wing a little bit, you know, making sure everything's good, making sure I, I got this, and he and he made sure I was always staying in the gym, and um and also Coach Curb, uh, he was an assistant coach that I didn't like when I first got there, just because I didn't want to, I didn't want to adapt to what we were doing. Like I was so, I was so stuck on everything I had at UCF, done at UCF. Like I didn't want to change what I had to do at Georgetown. So, but Coach Curb was one of the dudes that. You feel me? He gonna get it out of you. Like he gonna yell yeah. at you the whole. He'll probably yell at you the whole practice until you start doing it right. But like at the end of the day, I really appreciate what he did for me. Like, cause he used to be on my ass every day in practice. Like to a point, yeah. I'm looking at the curb. Like, I don't even want to talk to you today. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from you. But but at the end of the day, I look at it. And I'm like, I appreciate what he what he did for me. He helped me. He helped me a, a bunch. You feel me? Learning the defense and let me know what he what Coach Pat wanted me to do on offense. So I think. Um, I think the assistant coach, even Coach Lou, you know, he, he's a, he's an older guy, but he has a lot of knowledge. He knows a lot about the game that that we don't that a lot of people on the team didn't know. So basically, being able to pick his brains and learn from him was good too. So I think I think he got a good group of guys around around Coach Pat, and I think all the the dudes got to make sure they listen to them and embrace what they're telling them because you know they know exactly what Coach Pat wants. And then if you do that, then you're gonna be able to play. Right, right. right. What about Crouch? Oh yeah, oh that's my guy. Coach Carter is my guy. We was in the gym every single day. Like the stuff y'all see me doing on the court out there, like those are the same exact things that I was doing. Like after practice, I'm in there before practice, after practice. Like, like if I could tell the players something right now, I'll tell them to get in the gym with Coach Crouch every single day. Like, don't miss no days because he'll he'll work you out anytime. Like he'll really work you out. Like, not just get shots up, but like he'll really put you through a workout. Like, nah, that's his, that's his that's his yeah. specialty. That's what he want to do. Right. I was doing it. I was getting a workout in for practice, after practice. I'm getting shots up before, like, and I really think that's a testimony to what y'all got to see at Georgetown. Like, Coach Crosser was a big part of that, like, really seeing me do all the make shots and get, 
like he was a big part of me developing my game there at Georgetown. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Crouch, Crouch is a uh, Crouch is big. Shout out, uh, Coach Crouch, man, because I think he's a I think he was a, a valuable asset that we brought on staff there. You know, uh, especially especially knowing Georgetown as a big man school. You mm-hmm. know, as a big man school, and you finally get a guy that's really really sharp. And not only is he going to teach you, but he can get out there and do it. Like he's going to try to play you one on one and all that. Yeah, he's sharp too. <laughs> he's sharp too. So. So you know, I think that that plays a major role. That's what another reason why I think it's a, it's kind of a safe haven and it's a great place for you to really, really hone your craft at, as a guard now. You know what I'm saying? Because they're there's there's they putting pieces in place where you can get better and you're gonna see yourself getting better. You know what I'm saying? Quickly. Um, I just think it's a, I just think it's 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 something that we gotta buy into, and we gotta get these kids to buy into. You know. What's the difference? What was the difference for you between UCF and Georgetown? Uh, like I like I said, defense. Our defense was so much different than from Georgetown. Like we played a lot of, we had to be in the UCF. We had to be inside the pack. You know, pack defense. You know, we can't. We don't go outside the three point line. We try to keep it all packed in. Help side was different. Um, but then Georgetown, like I said, I've been at UCF for three years. I've been learning this that defensive system for so long. Like it's like that's the only thing I really know coming into Georgetown. So I'm still doing things that. When I was at UCF, I'm doing at Georgetown, where right. maybe Coach Pat don't want that. Coach Pat does a lot of hard hedging, where we do a lot of maybe sit back in the our big sit back, and then our guards kind of do a lot of stunt, and then we fight over and things like that. So I had to I had to learn, I had I had to adapt to what Coach Pat wanted, and I think that was probably one of the most difficult things for me coming from where I came from. It was just being able to adapt to what they wanted me to do, and then I think later on during the season at Georgetown, you kind of a lot of people were were able to see me finally get there and be able to do the things that Coach Pat wanted me to do, and that kind of expanded my game near the end of the season. And also, you at UCF, you were playing with a big man named Taco Falls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a big man that's really going to protect the, protect the rim. So, like, I understand, like, that um, y'all defensive – system that y'all had over there because mm-hmm. I had somebody that was really going to protect the rim for y'all too. So, um, so yeah. I, you played with me like either. Yeah. Coach Dawkins? Yeah. yeah, Coach Dawkins, that's my guy. Yeah, how was that experience? Man, it was crazy. Coach Dawkins, he was, he was, he was a great coach, man. He's a great leader off the court too. He, he, taught, he taught us a lot of things outside of basketball, just being a man, just, just growing up, being a man, making sure that you keep your academics um, first, and then like on the on the on the basketball court, he was a genius. You know, we looked at him as a teacher more than anything. Yeah, see, this is this is another St. John's connection I need to tell y'all about. So, my high school coach, Paul DeStefano, was Johnny Dawkins' high school coach at uh, at Mackin. Mackin, yeah, Mackin. Yeah. That was his coach. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, just, you know, I got right. St. John's love out there. Just <laughs> so I know what it is. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But nah, see, UCF, so you played some, so out of your college experience, right? You went yeah. to college, so damn, I'm, I'm thinking now, dang, I, so you played against Zion and all that in college and all that. What's yeah. some of your most memorable college re- moments? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think playing at, uh, playing at Alabama, my junior, my sophomore year at UCF, played college section, college oh. section team at Alabama. We had, a, we had got a good big win over them. I think I had 18 and 18 and 6 or something like that. 
uh, we had a good one up there. That was that was that was a big game for us. Um, hey, he tough. Nah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Man, you know, fast, strong, athletic. You know, yeah. you do it all. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Um, what about at Georgetown? Uh, I see. I see. Uh. That Butler game got to go up there. I'm sorry. I just got it. No, nah, yeah, that Butler game was crazy for sure. No, nah, that, that game was definitely crazy. Um, I think that Syracuse game was, was big for us at home. Oh, yeah. I, was at home. It was, I think that kind, of, that kind of made us feel like we were, you know, we could still play with it. We weren't, we weren't that bad. Like, we could we could really compete with people. And doing it at home, you know, the big rivalry. I didn't know anything about the Syracuse-Georgetown rivalry really when I got there. You know, I'm, I'm just – you know, I'm going out there hooping for real. But then, like before the game, I kind of saw a lot of, a lot of <laughs> highlights and feeling like it's a little battle. Like you know, you can get oh, crazy nah, out hold there. Oh, hold so, on, that's saying that. Know, I kind of took it personal just because of the rivalry. That Georgetown Cuse rivalry <laughs> is like none other, brother. Like hold up, that joint used to get wrapped. Man, we used to play Cuse the whole week, the whole school week, seeing posters all through the campus. <laughs> All type of crazy stuff, man. They wearing, they wearing t-shirts and everything. The week before, like, <laughs> yeah, that 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 cute. That it's nothing like crazy, Q's, man. It's nothing like cute. That cute stuff is different. Um, so how was that playing against that zone? Was is that was that different? Did you find that strange playing against that zone? On six lines on the wings, you know, with six four, six five guards, like yeah. it wasn't kind of like that. We kind of had six two, six three guards, and probably six five dude on the wing. But I mean, it, it was it was it was fun to play against. But I just know the real Syracuse zone came with them six eleven dudes on the wing with long arms. Like, I couldn't even imagine that. But bro, and they yeah. only played y'all played each other once too, though. That's the that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, One time. Get to get like, we was playing twice, maybe sometimes three times a year. That's crazy. Bro, that we played when we played Hughes, they have man, they have the guards with Scoop. Scoop was like 6'3. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have um probably Devendorf or Brandon Trish. Or Routens. Like, or Routens. Yeah. They both like 6'3, six, 6'4. Yeah. Six, then the back line is Rick Jackson, Renze, Wesley Johnson. They all 6'10. Dante. Uh, yeah, Chris <laughs> Joe. Ten, oh my God. Dante Green, man. You feeling like you just you can't do nothing across as soon as you cross half court, you just gotta shoot that joint from there. Ain't nothing really else you could do, bro. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. So you ain't get to play at the dome? Nah, I didn't. I heard about it. I heard I heard crazy. I heard people talk about it, but I wish I could I wish I had a chance to play in there. Yeah. I wish man. I did. Playing in the dome was crazy. Yeah, that dome, the, the dome is crazy though, man. What's the what's the craziest atmosphere you think you played at? Uh, I think I think uh, Wichita State. Oh yeah, within our league, their their home arena, they go they go crazy in there. You know, they feel the, they feel the whole house up, and, and it, it get loud, and it get real loud. You can't really hear nothing either. So <laughs> it was a good experience, though. You know, it's fun playing them type of games, though. You know, you know how you know how it could be. It's yeah, fun playing them type of games. Definitely is. So what you what you expect your expectations, man? I know. So one thing that I've always said for myself going forward and, and playing in this in this pro stuff, you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through a lot of – even when you playing real well, you're going – shit just happens. You're going to mm-hmm. deal with people that ain't paying – teams that ain't paying you. You're going to have relationship issues. You're going to have homesick issues. You're going to have all type of different things. But one thing that I, I've been able to – to 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 keep in mind is that you gotta you gotta set some goals and stick to them joints. 
because yeah. it's going to be a lot of different stuff that's getting thrown at you for you know at different different points of your career you know what i'm saying so yeah. my one of my biggest things that i try to tell people that like especially when you're starting this off you got to stay close you got to stay close to to your school you got to stay close to to like these these fan bases you got to stay close to these kind of the free me guys that yeah. you went to school with jaking and stuff like that because that's going to keep you that's going to keep ground even to this day me and free we talk to our teammates shit every day, every we, day. Literally. <laughs> literally we talk to we we in the chat with each other every day we was talking to them we was literally on the phone for the last five hours today you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so that that really gives you some momentum and it feels like you got support system because it's, it can get lonely out here it can get lonely yeah for sure you know what i'm saying so yeah it's just a piece of advice I would share because a lot of people don't understand that this overseas life is good. It is. And to get paid and we, we playing pro ball and all that shit can get rocky dog. Uh, definitely. You can definitely get a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so also, I would say, um, just embrace it, bro. Like yeah. embrace it. I get it. This, this time ain't the best time, but embrace everything yeah. every year, every year. You're going to probably go somewhere else, maybe. But just embrace the culture, you know, just embrace everything around you at that time. We over there because, you know, you don't know. It might end at any time, bro. So I would tell you, just embrace everything, bro. Really. So let me ask you this. Now it's been COVID. And I know this is, I mean, this is a question I want to ask you personally because I'm feeling, I, I asked myself this question. How do you feel playing during the pandemic? Is there any type of like what's what's your initial reaction? Would do you wish you would have stayed at home? Don't take the money out of it. We just talking about basketball related. You know what I'm saying? What what is what is the biggest difference for you? Nah, I think I think before I even got out here, it was you know you back at home working out, but but you want to you want to be able to play on the team. You want to lock in and play with the team. You want to be out, you want to go out there and play a real game. So. I didn't want to just keep working out for the next seven to eight months, just working out every day. I, you know, I wanted to put a jersey on. I wanted to go out there and compete. I wanted to play on the team. I wanted to win. So I think it was that was that that was a lot to my decision being able to come play pro basketball in this pandemic. It was like I want to be playing somewhere. I want to I want to hoop. You know, I want to hoop. I want to play. I want to win games on a team. I want to be coached. So I didn't I didn't want to just keep working out every day. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could first get money and then be able to do what I love. Um, even through a pandemic, so yeah, no, nah, I feel you. So for me, I, I can really made it made it an easier decision for me. Yeah, for me, the biggest difference for me, yeah, I wanted to play too. You know, you don't want to. I, I mean, my season last year, it ended when everybody else has ended. Mm-hmm. So that was like by far the longest layoff that I ever had. But the biggest difference for me now that playing is like when you running out the tunnel, son. Like when you running out the tunnel and you about to go on the court. And there's nobody in that joint. Like yeah. literally, nobody chained, nothing there. Yo, that's that's yeah. some wild shit, man. I'm not gonna lie nah, to you. It is. It's very different, son. Like it's very different. Like you really have to understand. And if, once you get into the game and all that stuff and you get to competing, okay, you kind of that kind of goes out the window. Even in a big, even in a big arena, you playing at Georgetown, sometimes you don't even hear the you don't even hear the fans for real, because you're so locked in on what's going on. But right, yeah. right now, son, it's like literally, it's like you playing pickup. Like you can hear everything. It's no fans, <laughs> you know. Like that's the biggest thing. It's like you just out here, son. Like it's 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 almost like you going to this. Like yeah, okay, I'm excited to go play. 
I'm excited to do all this. And then when you get on the court, you're like, oh, this, this, this kind of, this kind of difference, son. Like this kind of, you got to actually get COVID tests every week before every game and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's, That's the it's, literally, a closed, it's literally a closed experiment, so. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you say about the COVID with your team? Oh, I said uh, one of our players just tested positive uh, about a week ago. He, he had missed the last two games. So we so right now he's been quarantined and, been, and he's been trying to he's been trying to take uh I think he took another COVID test today to get his exhaust back. So we're trying to get him back on the floor. Y'all feel so, you know, y'all y'all still like once once somebody uh gets uh test positive or whatever, like y'all still be practicing or they don't shut y'all down or anything like that or nah they don't they didn't shut us down. Uh he just he just had to isolate himself and we and we continued to continue to practice and continue to play. So um it's been it's been tricky, but you know we're trying to do the best as we can to get through get through the season. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it's kind of crazy. Like I, I was listening to Coach K. Now, granted, Coach K was um we, we unfortunately fortunately we only had one person with COVID on our team this year. So knock on wood, hopefully we can keep it keep it straight. But Coach K made a statement, and it's kind of I I kind of feel the same way. Granted, he just got his ass kicked by Illinois the other night, so it could sound a little it, it could sound a little crazy. But he was like, um, he was like, yo, I think we really need to evaluate where we are, you know what I'm saying, in terms of moving forward with, with, with basketball, especially for the sake of the players, staff, whoever's involved with this, because these we we basically frontlining on this, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And he was like, I know people just gonna take this out of context because I just lost and our team isn't that good or whatever, blase, blase. But it makes sense. You ain't heard nothing from the NCAA in terms of I mean, from the time they started to now, in terms of what's going to happen or how people are, what's the what's the progression, or how teams are being affected by this? Because literally, team a game will get canceled, and they'll just be calling up people. That's what it seemed like. They'll just be calling. Can we play y'all tomorrow? You know, yeah. like how how safe and how how <laughs> how safe can this really be? You know what I'm saying? And so. I don't understand. I understand people don't want to lose their TV. I understand it's TV deals associated with things. So you mm-hmm. want to get the TV. If you don't play the games, you don't get your money. That's what right. NCAA is. That's what pro sports is worried about as well. But when, at what point, this pandemic is getting worse. Like, it's not, it hasn't slowed down. It hasn't right. stopped at all. At what point mm-hmm. you say, okay, we need to figure something else out or go to a plan B. Like, how do you feel about how do you feel about playing through this? Knowing like now, I'm in we in the same restrictions and we in Turkey, we can't do nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I mean, <clears throat> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's difficult. It's tough. It's tough being able to play play through tough times like this. You know, you go through adversity. But I think our coach he he talks about it a lot. He just talks about being able to fight through whatever we go through. You know, as a team, we, we try to go through it as a team. But um. It's, like you said, it's hard, but we try to like I, I try to stay as healthy as possible. You know, I try to like I wear double masks now and out here just to make sure, just to be sure. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot going on out here. It's a lot. Of, these cases out here going up, so I'm trying to stay as safe as possible, stay in the house, and, and just and just hope for the best and pray for the best. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for y'all it's be, not being able to finish out. You know, it's, it's it's not being able to like the March Madness and all that stuff. All these seniors in high school freezing the high school basketball seniors in high school didn't get to finish their season. If they're seniors this year, not being able to 
I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe you could tell us better for you. Like, what's going on with high school basketball at this point? Well, right now, WCAC is going to have a season, but it's only going to be league games. Uh, so we'll start prior. We start on January 9th. Actually, trials start today. So uh, after this, I'm I'm heading out to the math for trials. So trials start today. Season, they say, is going to start on January 9th. But D.C. schools have been shut down, like, with sports. So, like, St. John's and Gonzaga might not play. Um, so, like, right now, it's, it's, like, it's kind of, like, up in the air, but – they say we're going to have a season on January 9th. So we just hope and pray that, you know. Yeah, like, like with these kids. Down like, and then you know, we'll be able to play. So these kids missing out on valuable time. Like, you know, like they missing out on senior years, all this recruiting, these open recruiting seasons yeah. and all that. You missing out on all that. Like, I, I personally thought that we should have bubbled. We should have been in a bubble in, in whatever country you're in. Y'all should figure it out, but that costs a lot of money, too. But I think yeah, we, had, we had actually did a bubble for the Federation Cup out here. When I first got out here, like our first real tournament, we was in a bubble where all the teams were. We were in a, we were in a hotel. We were up in the mountains somewhere. Right. We had an own little bubble, and, and, and it worked well for us, you know. Everybody stayed safe, you know, with no cases or nothing like that. We was able to hoop. So, I mean, that was, that was perfect for it, but it was only – it only lasted for like four or five days though, and then we went back to traveling and playing. And then that's when the kids yeah. went back up again. It's like, really bro. traveling, honestly. Like if you oh. can get people to be in one area for however long y'all have it, I feel like the cases would, would go down. But once y'all get to traveling and going from place to place, like the rap. Yeah. It's the rap. One team in y'all division had like 10 players, right? Yeah. Like early, like probably like a month ago, it had it was like when the first, like when the first started kicking up again. It was one team you said had like nine or ten players on their team where they they couldn't even practice, they couldn't do anything. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's wild. That's crazy. How you got ten players on the team? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Your whole squad got this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And for me, I don't understand it because they're like, yeah, you you don't have any symptoms. And then another person that got the same thing, he's saying he can't taste nothing, he can't smell nothing. He can't, he's sick as a dog, but then this is perfectly normal. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, how, how is this? Even, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you know what I mean? All in all, man, stay safe, dog. Please stay safe as much as you can. Sanitize. My hands is all, my hands all messed up because I'll be sanitizing all this stuff. Like my hands dries on me. I'll be picking all the dead skin off my hands because I don't be playing, dog. You know what I'm saying? So, um, Look forward to following you. I know the fans are gonna look forward to hearing this. We're gonna we we definitely gonna show you some love because this is you were a very, very critical part in a in a, in a pivotal moment in our in the history of Georgetown, man. You gotta think Patrick Ewan is coming back to Georgetown. You get to play at Georgetown under under Coach Pat, our greatest toy of all time. We're expecting to have a big season. We got returning Big East rookie year. We got a big time player too, and Mac McClung. We got all this stuff. We had a lot of momentum kind of building up into this, yeah. and you were the one to hold the fort down and, yeah. and give us summer and hold hold the respect to Georgetown. So we we salute you, man. We really do because I, I was proud of you for what you did and how you how you carried yourself. That's I got to give credit to Demaffer too because y'all 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 really you know y'all got some good back. We do, man. That's what yeah. we do, man. That's what we do. <laughs> know that. So. so, nah, but much love, brother, and, and, and continued success this season. And, uh, 
Yeah, man. Just keep us up. Keep us up to date with what's going on, and, and we'll stay in contact. Yeah. Definitely appreciate y'all boys, man. Appreciate yeah. you. All love, bro. Yes, sir.